0: Welcome, everyone. Good morning. So great to see you all. If you're joining us online, just want to say welcome to you as well. It's good to have you with us, and uh, happy Father's Day. First off, it's it's uh, good to see all the dads. Just happy Father's Day, all of you. It's good. I've I've had a good day myself so far, and. Uh, Hopefully it gets, gets better from here. I'm going to see my dad and my father-in-law, and it's going to be great. Probably eat some barbecue in Kansas City. That's what I'm doing. Thank you. Hey, I'm curious. I am curious. Favorite TV dad? Does anyone have a favorite TV dad? Danny, Danny Tanner for the win. What, what did you say, Henry? Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. That's a good one. Laura. The Wild Thornberries, the dad from the Wild Thornberries. I don't know that I've seen that. I'm going to trust you on that, though. I'll have to check that out. Good. Danny Tanner, Ted Lasso, the dad from Wild Thornberries. So, so good. All right. So, I was just curious about that for myself. Hey, if you are a new guest with us, uh, we want to say hi and get to know you a bit more. So, you can meet me out at our welcome table. And say, hi, we have a gift for you for joining us in worship today. If you're online, we have a digital uh, welcome card in our our, uh, detail section on our, our feed there. Um, Just a couple announcements for me, and then I'm going to—what we're going to do today is a dad panel, and I'm really, really excited about that. So if you want to partner with us, with Mosaic Church, on our mission to unite people in the way of Jesus, to invite people in the Manhattan area into God's family and uh, see that restoration and reconciliation happen— uh, we would love to invite you to partner with us uh, financially. You can do that a couple ways. You can give through our joy boxes that are in the back there. Yeah, and you can also go online to mosaicmhk.com slash give and set up a one-time or recurring uh, giving through that platform. I want to remind everybody about our midweek meetup. So we have consolidated our groups for the summer. And uh, what our plan is, is that we want to have an intentional summer where we really go deeper in community and get to know each other. So people who are used to going to different groups, uh, we wanted to give a place where everybody could meet each other and hang out. And uh, yeah, and so we have a book uh, Sky Jitani's, uh What If Jesus Was Serious. So we're going through the Sermon on the Mount and, and just, just throwing some questions open about what if Jesus was serious about the things that he said and how would that change and, and uh, uh, transform our lives. So we afterwards, we uh, go to and have an after party. So this past week, we had a great conversation. And then we went to Baskin-Robbins and just kind of hung out on the outside patio. It was really chill, but really awesome. And so uh, Tuesdays at 6.30 here, uh, just bring yourself. You don't even need the book, and you can uh, jump in with us. And then finally, uh, this weekend is the celebration of Juneteenth. So if you're like me, Juneteenth is kind of a newer uh, 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 celebration I didn't know about it several years ago, and then it's like it, it started to really show up everywhere, and it became a, a, a federal holiday that we, uh, as, a, as a country, are going to celebrate tomorrow. And so we thought it would just be a good uh, idea to pause and reflect and celebrate on what Juneteenth is, because it is important for us as a country. So uh, the Emancipation Proclamation came out, uh, President Lincoln Uh, in in 1863 proclaimed that the Civil War was over uh, and that enslaved people were free. Um, Actually, I may have some of those details off, but it was, it, it was the declaration that all enslaved people are free in the United States. Now, the thing about it was that, is that news, we didn't, the, there wasn't email or social media, so news ha- traveled very slowly, and so it didn't make its way up to the, the corners of the United States until sometime later, and so Juneteenth is a celebration of when the news finally got to Texas, and the enslaved people finally uh, uh, realized that they had been set free, and so We celebrate this occasion alongside our black brothers and sisters. We have solidarity in that celebration even as we continue for continued freedom because we remember Jesus quoting the words of Isaiah, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, uh, to set the oppressed free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. So that is all wrapped up and, and meaningful, and we celebrate it on, the, on the, uh, in the celebration of Juneteenth, okay? So tomorrow, uh, many of us are off work. I, I just want to uh, encourage us to pause and reflect and maybe dig into that history because I did not do a, a great job of summarizing that, uh, but I think it's something we want to keep out in the forefront and, and participate in that celebration as well, okay? So with that, I'm going to invite four of my very good friends up on the stage, and we're going to do today a dad panel. And so uh, Ben, Pastor Ben, if you come up, Justin and and Mike and Edward, um, why don't we just give these guys, this is going to take a lot of courage to get up here, I think. So come on up, grab a seat, and I'm going to just facilitate a conversation among all of us. And I think the hard part for me was Uh, I know these guys, and I know a lot of other dads really well in our congregation, and there are things where I'm like, and and some I don't know as well, and I'm like, the the hard part is I wish I could invite all the dads up because I think there's so much wisdom in this room, in this church community, and it was hard, like, it was easy and it was hard picking these four guys to say, hey, let's have a conversation. So if you're like, why am I not up there? I have something to say. Maybe next year. So anyway, Mike, I'm going to let you hang on to that because um, you have the seat of doom right next to me. That means you might have to answer the questions first. But anyway, we're going to get cozy here. And uh, yeah, so why don't, you, why don't we start um, first and last name. And uh, if you have a favorite TV dad or a song that's stuck in your head, you know the words to share that real quick. Just you know, take like 10 seconds and, and share about yourself.
1: Mike Salisbury, and uh, favorite dad, I think, thinking back, was Ozzie Nelson, the Nelson family, way back. Way some back. Of, some of the older ones remember
0: that. That's called, that's OG. Yes. That's, that's a deep cut on that. So that's, I like that. <laughs> Thanks, Mike.
2: I'm Edward Tuttle. Um, whoever said Ted Lasso stole my answer. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I don't know if I have a favorite TV dad, but I do know the words to a song from the 80s called No Parking on the Dance Floor by Midnight Star. (laughs) Uh, It's a nine-minute-long song.
0: (laughs) That's that's amazing.
4: Uh, One song I know the words for is the one that goes, uh, this is the song that never (laughs) (laughs) ends.
0: Oh, no. and I'm, I'm Josh Siders, uh, my favorite TV dad. I, th- I think it would be Ted Lasso as well. I just, yeah, there's something about his non-anxious presence and you know, his inner work that he's doing that, that I'm like, yeah, I, I need to do that. <laughs> I need to do more of that. Good. Well, I'm curious, and there's, there's I was kidding earlier about Mike answering first because this really can be a popcorn, um, and, and so jump in whenever. Uh, what is something... Uh, important that you've learned that you've wanted to pass down to your kids.
3: You've got the coolest shoes
2: ever. A style. All right. Um, to how always have cool shoes. No. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, man. I would say, like, the, the importance of taking care of yourself. <gasps> yeah. Um, and just, just being healthy in mind, body, spirit, um, that it, it really is, it's, it's the kind of thing that plays into all areas of life, um, and especially in, in your relationships, which, you know, without our relationships, where are we? Um, yeah. Yeah. So just to really take care of themselves and seek out the Lord.
0: That's cool. That's really good. Good. Thanks, Edward. Anybody else? Something important you want to pass down to your kids that you've learned?
1: Um I think Jesus is the reason for every season. Yeah. And that whatever we do in life, whether, whatever talents he's given us, that he's the reason that we do what we do and how we express our life. We should express our life as, with him as our foundation whenever. That's good.
3: Um, I remember hearing um, the advice of, you know, pay attention to what your kids are interested in and then mm, you know dare to be interested in the same things and i think and i i experienced that a little bit growing up with my dad um you know he um was always genuinely keen on um what my brother and i were interested in at the moment in that season and even if it didn't coincide with his background and experiences um that really i that always was like a a real encouragement to um, Jason, my brother and I. And and so, yeah, I think that has been advice that um, has really been life-giving for me. Um, for instance, Susie and my kids are going to Wichita today to watch Hamilton, um, something I would never have imagined I would even be remotely excited about. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I had miscommunicated when I was gonna be out of town, so they had made plans, it's all good. Um, but I'm wearing yellow in solidarity with my daughter who's wearing the yellow for Peggy in Hamilton nice, today. Nice. And, you know, it's, just, it's a joy to be cheering for the same things as your kids and admiring the same things as yeah. your kids. And it's kind of almost like friend to friend seeing the world in a similar way. And I've really enjoyed that as a dad.
4: I didn't really have an answer for this one, actually. <laughs> I see Maddox looking at me. Um,
0: like, <laughs> he's he's going to weigh um, your words.
4: I, I, uh, I remember when someone said, you know, when your kids are young, uh, it's about quantity of time. And when they, as they get older, it's about quality That's of good. time. And and, um, and I'm sure I'll share later about some of the hard things about those times the years fly by so quick. So I would want to definitely pass on that. I think Edward highlighted it, you know, relationships are what life is yeah. about, and and even when there's damage done, rupture, there can be repair and reconciliation, and, and um, so there's uh, the quantity, so like when I see um, dads with little ones, like yeah. it's just, you know, right when you're trying to build a career and do all the things, like be present, you know, that quantity of time, and then Later on, like I was asking Kate, you know, am I the cool dad or the dorky dad? And I don't know why I asked her that question. It was, uh, uh, but it's like you know, now it's about quality of time. She's fourteen years old, and um, but at the end, it's all it's it's all about relationships. And um, so I want to pass that on, even out of a place of you know, often failing at relationships, but moving back towards. My kids and others. Sounds good.
0: I think for me, uh, it's it's respect. Um, I uh, so we, we try and teach our kids like like when they talk to any of you, it's it's Mister, it's Mister Mike. It's not just Mike. I think we're we're not like sticklers about it, but we, we show gentle nudges just to like reinforce this idea of like we we're respectful towards other people, and I think like where I where I even got that that idea of, of respect. My dad is a, is a pr- pretty soft-spoken and, and mostly jovial guy. Like, he's just a, a great guy to get to know. Uh, but I remember one time being uh, a teenager, and I said something to my mom, j- j- disrespectful. And it only happened once, I promise, when I was a teenager. But anyway, <laughs> maybe it happened enough times where finally my dad, like, I think I was on the phone with him. Or my mom, my mom was like, here, you talk to him. And I, you know, I got, got the phone, my dad's at work, he's on the other end. And he said, "What did you say to my wife?" And I'm like, "My, you know, he's not here in the room, but my eyeballs are like saucers, like, oh no, <laughs> like." And it, it was—it's that reminder of like, before she was my mom, she was his wife, and I'd better restore respect in this relationship, otherwise I have him to—not just her, but him to deal with. You know, it's just that, especially when you're a teen, need that reminder of like, you're not the center of the world. There are other people to care about. You have to make space in your life for others. And so, um, you know, my, my boys will often hear, like, hey, that tone with your mom is unacceptable. And it's just, they don't do it a lot, but it's just those gentle reminders sometimes. Good. Um, next question. Uh, tell us a fo- funny moment you've had as a dad. Oh, man. Um,
3: one of my... F- very funny moments, which I thought was going to be like a uh, an all-star parenting moment, <laughs> was at bedtime with Ian. Many of you know Ian and Sally. Ian's 18, Sally's 14. So Ian was probably, I don't know, seven or eight years old. And I was standing by his uh, bunk bed um, with him, you know, as he was going to bed, and praying with him and whatnot. And then he says... Dad, I've got a question. And I was like, oh, here it is, my moment. <laughs> and he says, when they kick you out of school, do they actually kick you?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: and, anyways, he was, he was relieved to know that, no, you don't get
0: kicked. And, <laughs> so anyways, take that fear of punishment um, out of the yeah, equation.
3: But I just cracked it. That's, That's amazing. funny story.
2: And I don't, I don't know. I think there's constant hilarity happening yeah, yeah. all the time. Um, and uh, with that question, like it's not necessarily a funny thing, but it, looking back on it, it's really hilarious. Yeah. So in the moment, you're like, maybe terrified, maybe you're laughing. I, I don't know. And yeah. but isn't that the way that like a lot of humor with kids works? Is that in the moment you're just you're not entirely sure what to think, but like as time goes on, what we're learning is that we loosen up. So, um, this was probably two or three years ago. My youngest, well, both of my kids were in their dance recitals, and my youngest is out there on the stage and uh, stage goes dark and they're supposed to like run off the stage after their dance. And she just stood there in just the middle of the dark stage with the largest grin on her face.
1: <laughs> and
2: like looking back, it's like, we have to buy that video, this is hilarious. Um, but in the so, moment, you're just, you're tense enough to not know, like, is it okay for me to laugh at this? Yeah. And yeah, right. yes, yes.
4: Um, and we don't have to answer each question, no, right? No, not necessarily. Okay, okay, yeah. great. Um, yeah it's not you made me start thinking about these things that looking back are funny but in the moment were terrifying Um, I was talking with someone in our Restore Habitat team about um, kids being lost you know where you can't find them in the panic yeah Um, and the moment that came to my mind was one time when Kate was two years old Um, she was she's very tall if you know her and she could already reach and open the door to head out outside and so we put on those little latches up up top you know and to keep her in and there was a there was a moment when we just could not find her anywhere we are running up and down the streets like you were looking for a dog or something getting neighbors involved but it was our two-year-old daughter and um yeah this went on for I don't know how long Maris probably remembers she says 30 minutes yeah and so we're going through everything, and finally, uh, in my little office, I open the closet door, and she's just standing there and looks up at me with this big grin. She had just been <laughs> completely <laughs> silenced. For her, it was just a big game of hide-and-seek, and she won. <laughs> she, won. <laughs> <laughs> And, of course, the relief, uh, yeah, just yeah. that, I mean, it, that's probably the closest I felt to, you know, that which was lost is now found and yeah. the joy. Yeah. And then you can't be upset. You know, I couldn't. I was right. like, Kate, <laughs> we're yelling for you. <laughs> hey, here, present. I'm in here. It's been 10 minutes. Uh, so, yeah, looking back, that was funny. Yeah, was yeah, yeah. Funny.
0: I think for us in our house, it's, uh, humor isn't just uh, encouraged. It's a survival skill. <laughs> like you have, to, you have to be okay with some sarcasm. And, um, you know, Monty Python is getting quoted now on the regular, you know, stuff like that. It's like that, you know, we watch the movie and they have to like skip forward to some of it. And then, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> anyway, so it's, you have, so I think one of our, one of our fun, funny family moments uh, was that we, we were at the Incredibles 2 and it, uh, movie. You guys remember this? And there's just a scene in that movie, when I saw it, I like lost it. I like, I have, you know, when I'm overwhelmed with laughter i have this deep kind of guttural laugh and uh the kids like even to this day were like i, I want to hear you laugh again like you laughed at incredibles too it's the one with the babies fighting the raccoon with the laser i don't know why i'm just <laughs> it's hilarious and the kids are like cracking up because i was cracking up so much so that's just that's in our family canon now about how like let's get dad to laugh that hard again you know so They don't they don't laugh very much. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, what what's the best piece of advice, or like one that just sticks out to you, but one that's just really good that you you've ever gotten?
1: I think uh, this is not from my dad, but from my father in heaven uh, through his word. Is um, I think. I was thinking of this in terms of Father's Day, but I think it applies to mothers and fathers both, that uh, whatever you ask your children to do or how you want, what you want them to be, um, be that. Be that as an example for them. And don't, uh, you know, if you want them to tell the truth, tell the truth. If you want them to be honest, be honest. You want them to be per- people of integrity, then be a person of integrity, and display that for your children. Yeah. I think also, you know, a lot of us come from uh, less than perfect backgrounds, uh, not only in in how we've behaved, but in how our parents behaved. And I think, you know, we have an opportunity through Christ to. To Put down the negative and pick up whatever positive we can glean from our past and go forward and mix it with better stuff than what you knew. And give that to our kids so that we can build a family. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe our parents let us down. Well, maybe they did the best they could with what they had. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let us do the best we can with what we have.
4: Um, that that reminds me i did have something a mini sermonette it's it'll be quick (laughs) because it it's um it's related to that like um no better do better you know yeah um maris shared with me as she sometimes does uh a few quotes on this from this instagram influencer i'm assuming related to well-being and parenting and one of it, it i just wanted to read it um, this gal says, parenting, pr- and so this is kind of in the context to grandparents, thinking about how this generation is parenting our kids. And it says, parenting practices have changed as the latest neuroscience research provides more information on the long term impacts of different parenting strategies. Don't demand your kids raise children your way, keep up to date on the research. Mm. Now I don't. I haven't seen the the new shiny people documentary about mm-hmm. the Duggars um, and the Gothard phenomenon, and I didn't grow up firmly in that, but I definitely grew up in that. You know, you know the the idea of Proverbs thirteen twenty four: Whoever spares the rod hates their children, but one who loves their children is careful to discipline them. And I think the way that verse is interpreted is very important to parenting. So. My advice is that, um, that I'm trying to understand is that the rod is not a heavy hand. It's, it's, it's related to the shepherd's rod and staff, and the shepherd gently guides the sheep. And I think there's a whole generation that was trying to follow God and be biblical that really messed it up. Yeah. And I think a lot of it depends on how you view that verse And how you view God the Father Mm -hmm. as being a heavy-handed, harsh, you know, even withholding. Um, And so no judgment here, and this is me reflecting on my own parenting and experience, but some of the very moments when our kids need our attunement and our attention and to be held and cared for, we literally withhold and draw back and let them just self-soothe or cry it out completely and and or send them to their room uh when they actually need our presence at those developmental stages so um i am wrestling with that advice and how you another question's coming up is what would you redo as a parent so we'll get there too but Mm -hmm. um last little bit on that is you know the The clearest word we have in the New Testament for dads is uh, Ephesians 6, 4, which we'll preach on, I'm sure, soon, where it literally says, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. Mm -hmm. Like, that is the charge to dads. And how quick we can be to provoke our kids to anger because of our own frustration, dysregulation, trying to control them, trying to power over them, and we often think that's the biblical way to to be a dad right. and good. so we've got to deal with that and i and um by the way the neuroscience and the long-term research actually backs up the true biblical idea of uh, being a gentle caring loving yeah. present attuned father who's in touch with his own emotions on and on and on so it's good there's Thanks a mini sermonette there we go.
0: To be continued. To be I, I think, and that goes along with what I was thinking. Um, I, I had a, a pastor mentor uh, say, and he was quoting John Maxwell, um, but he said to me, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And for, you know, for someone who, who speaks for a living and, and deals in information, it, that was like a click for me about like the connection point. And fast forward to like current day neurobiological research, um, I've been looking into attachment theory quite a bit, and that that is very much an attachment theory like like summation, and it has everything to to do with fatherhood. Like my kids aren't they don't care what I know; they want to know how much I care about them, right? And so we we have had a, a you know a, there was actually a TV show that says. that that was father knows best right so we've been raised on that like the, the dad being the wise kind of guru mentor whatever but to to kind of fall in line with what you're saying what what if there what if our generation is the one that passes on the the wisdom of father loves best instead it's not about what we know i mean what we know is important but it's really, like you said, about how much we can love our kids and pass that love on to them, and and it's in that attachment where there's transformation. Um, Edward, I I don't even
2: remember what the question was <laughs> at this point, um, but just hearing a lot of things and and uh, like I'm I'm just hearing a lot of like you, we're all doing our best with the tools that we have, totally, and yet there's opportunity to, to grow in that, yeah. whether that's to grow in love or to grow in knowledge. And um, yeah. as Ben was speaking, um, there was a random song that the lyric kind of like popped into my yeah. head. And if cool. you know it, you can laugh all you want. Um, but it's like, uh, when the only tool you have is a hammer, everything yeah. looks like a nail. That's right. And I mean, wow. wow. Yeah. Like, so simple, yeah. maybe kind of dorky. Yeah. But yeah. Um, you know, just continuing to assume that people are doing the best that they can with the tools that they have, um, and knowing that that's, that's you know, the same case as us as parents, so forgive yourself sometimes. Yeah. Um, but also, like, expand that toolbox. Yeah. yeah. That's really
0: good. That's really good. Okay. Anybody else? Best advice? Okay. What, what are some dad wins you've experienced? Maybe those moments where you're just like, I don't know a lot about what I'm doing, but man, I just, I, I, was th- I got this.
3: When I see my kids' dance moves, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I consider that a major victory. So, yeah, I mean, yes. yeah, I, um, yeah, as a, pro- again, as a product of the 80s,
0: <laughs> and no parking on the dance floor, yeah. right? And you kind of balance that out.
3: But yeah, I mean, I think um, <laughs> to your point, Mike, about um, the example you know, pro- providing an example to our kids. I mean, um, I think it's totally true that, and I've, I'm, I'm experiencing this right now. Just you know, having someone um, being a parent with Susie. With Ian now graduating, Ian going into high school, it really is um, um, true that you see more and more the things that they kind of pick up on and and catch from you. Um, Hopefully, mostly good. (laughs) Um, But like when I see the kids doing something um, that is what we would do, but we didn't tell them to do it, that is yeah Yeah. you know just like praise god thank you for your grace thank you that you were using even me and my Mm -hmm. imperfections to provide an example of what they might want to be about or do um so that is really precious um as well as the dancing (laughs) It's amazing
4: I'll, i'll share a couple dad wins and uh these are all bragging on Maddox, who's back there. And I, sometimes I check in with the kids, like, is it okay? I'm, I talk, I yeah. share analogies, and, you know, I check in with them on that, but um, so there was, yeah, we had a, a situation yesterday where he had kind of got upset with me, and, um, you know, was at the pool for three hours, not enough sunscreen, worn out, and, um, you know, kind of mistreated me a little bit, and I kept my cool, which is, doesn't always happen, and very soon after that he initiated an apology that wow. just warmed yeah. my heart like i just was like maddox this is that is growth that is your maturing this is awesome thank you so much you know and it's um so that was a win i just yeah. felt That's cool. i was very excited and then the, the next one also happened yesterday so he, he's blowing through the uh, library reading hours um, mm-hmm. to get like the prizes. So you go to Varsity Donuts because he got the donut. Then he got the Raising Cane's uh, yeah. kids combo. And we go through the line, and uh, it has the stamp from the library. And, and then you've read all the things, mark them off. And then there's a place where Chick, or not Chick-fil-A, Raising Cane's is supposed to put their stamp. So it's final, you got your combo, yeah. and move on. Well, they gave back the, the um, coupon, no stamp, and said, do you want this? Because we're just going to throw it away. And, of course, I thought, wow, we get another free kids combo <laughs> in, a, in a few days when they forget, you know, we'll drive a different
0: vehicle. That's the binnest thing I think I've heard you say in Ex- quite a while. Right. That's amazing.
4: That is a very bin thing. I'm like, <laughs> they, they didn't stamp it. They want me to come yeah. back. <laughs> That's right. And uh, I saved it. I said, Maddox, you know, in a few days we could go back. And he's like, we can't do that. You know <laughs> and, and he did not learn that from me. It's like, I mean, he's basically, so that's unethical, Dad. Yeah, like, let's right. really think about that. Uh, and that was a win. I still have that. Uh, I'm not throwing that coupon away. And I don't know if anyone from Raising Cane's is hearing this, but we'll see, we'll see what happens. So anyways.
0: Uh, a, a win for me uh, was, John was like a toddler, and I had put him down for a nap, and uh, I, I had his the baby monitor in, downstairs with me in my office at home, and he was singing himself to sleep, and he was singing the Star Wars Imperial March. <laughs> I was like, I, I got this thing. I got this. <laughs> that was definitely Sarah rolling her eyes just now, so there you go. <laughs> Anybody else, Dad Wins?
2: I feel like there's a lot to pull from, um, which, I mean, is great. Um, but the, the couple that like stick out in my mind, one in particular is um, I was working on a project and uh, it wasn't going well. It, it really wasn't. And I'm like, you know what? that this is just for fun Mm -hmm. even though it like it is important to me but I'm ready to just throw this away yeah and um, you know I try to instill like resilience in my kids and and one of the things that um, I've said for a long time is like well if we made it like we can make it again if that Lego tower gets knocked down you made it once we can make it again we can make it be even make it better and my oldest just kind of looks at me and I can't remember verbatim what she said but it was essentially that like We'll keep going. Yeah. You can do it again. It's good. And it, it was just big proud dad moment yeah. right there, yeah. where, um, you know, also like, I could have been upset by that, but like my, my heart was just so warmed um, that, that she wasn't just repeating something I said, but yeah. it, it had like kind of soaked in. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's good. That's good. Sometimes that can work against you, too. (laughs) I think Ben demonstrates that. I don't know. (laughs) Hearing your your kids' accountability, all that, that's good.
1: Uh, For me, it's um, my daughter and I were estranged for several years, and uh, sometime later when she had her own kids, and she called and she wanted a new play gym out in the yard, and she wanted me to come and help, help her build it. And so I went to uh, Lee's Summit, and we made a plan together, uh, just what they wanted. And they had some leftover hardware and stuff from a previous store-bought one. But we went to the lumber yard and got materials and hauled it back and spent, I think, three days there at her house building this play gym. And she was there helping me, and that was, that was really cool. Yeah. I really enjoyed yeah. that. Cool. And they've gotten a lot of use out of that play gym, and so it's been... It's been uh, it kind of gives me warm physics. Yeah, to, to absolutely.
0: I love that. That's good. Well, uh, can you all think of a time that, that, as you think back to it, you're like, man, I wish I could redo that moment? Maybe something you learned about yourself or about the situation?
3: So, <clears throat> um, Susie and I... Had a pastor. This was in Canada, and he he used to say, um, when you go to work, like you go to your job, don't just tell your kids that you're going to to work or to the office or to wherever. Like, tell them in some kind of phrase what why you're going there. Like, for me, I'm a professor, so I'm going to help students. And I I think one of my regrets is I haven't used that language. Um, as much as maybe i I could have um, because I want my um, my children to understand you know that there's value and purpose in what we do yeah. in our jobs um, and kind of model that in a positive way and um, so uh, that's something that I definitely have done imperfectly and um, but to the point of growth like we can all continue to grow and um, and I think that um, giving our kids a positive view of the dignity of work, the reality that this world needs um, people serving others, it needs people helping others, it needs people um, being a blessing and not just a you know being a consumer yeah. um, that 's something that I am uh, trying to grow in
0: I think that 's really good, so. Let me back that. uh, You said when you go to work, or or you do, you know whatever it is during the day, to reframe it like I'm going to go help these people. I man, that's gold. That's really good. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So you're an artist, right? Yes. Yeah. So Edward would say, I'm going to work to create something new, Mm -hmm. as opposed to I'm going to suffer through this
0: terrible day. <laughs> I've never said that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I, thanks
0: for sharing that. That's really good.
4: Oh, mine's simple. It's, it's connected to what I shared earlier. It's just any time, every time I've been harsh or not mm-hmm. present, mm-hmm. Uh, distracted, you know, many times. So I, I, I'm in that stage of like, wow, uh, Kate's 14, Maddox is 10. I mean, I can't believe we'll be empty nesters in eight years or mm if they leave the house, I guess, (laughs) we'll see what happens with the generation, but, um, so, yeah, there's a, there's a lot I would like to redo, but the good thing related to, you know, the, the neuroscience, and even the biblical view of transformation of the mind, and the whole idea of reconciliation, redemption, Mm -hmm. is that it's Mm -hmm. never too late, uh, it's never too late, so, um,
2: Being present, I think, like there's, um, there's a lot of times thinking back when when um, my kids were like really really little, and it's like I was there, and, and the quantity of time, it was there. Um, you know, I've always prioritized that over like my career or anything else. But then there's just plenty of times where like. My head, it just, it, my brain's just going. Mm-hmm. And um, being able to kind of slow down and be present in those moments, um, I wish I could have more of those because yeah. um, those are the times that I get to see the world, uh, I, I guess, as like a six year old for the second time. Yeah. Um, but yet through a different six year old's eyes. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. I kind of wish. I was present for more of those, um, and, and not kind of in my own muck.
3: Yep, yep. And I think that doing that, I love what you said, see, seeing it through the eyes of a six year old a, a second time. Yeah. That is the—that is a real joy yeah. of parenting. I love yeah. that.
1: Um, I think I look around me and I see other people who have these deep relationships with their children, I think um, I want that, mm-hmm. and so I'm, I try to keep my eyes open to see uh, how other people respond to their children, how they interact with their children, the things they do with their children that are positive, and, and uh, try to, to take those things up and be, put a beginning on them in my life to uh, help me to grow and to, to uh, better my relationship with my own children and reach out in some ways that I hadn't reached out before.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks Mike. Yeah, uh, for me, there. so when, when our kids were born, um, Sarah worked out at Fort Riley as a therapist, and so the kids were with me during the day, which was awesome and difficult together. And um, you know, I was work from home, bring them to the office, work from the coffee shop, have the kids with me, sort of dad. And it was, it was cool because it was like, hey, there's hardly anybody else doing this. And I was like, it was hard because it was like, I understand why nobody else does this. like, <laughs> yeah, this is hard. So we're, you know, Sarah and I were just kind of disruptors. So we just didn't even we didn't even think twice. It was more just pragmatic. Like she has a good job that pays those the federal health care. Like, of course she's she's going back to work, right? Anyway, so there there were there were there were long times when the kids were, you know, in diapers or John was he was just always active, never took a nap, sort of kid, after, you know, three. And There there are moments looking back where I wanted it to hurry up, and I regret that. And similarly to a couple of you guys, I wish I was more present and could appreciate the season because I'll never have it again, and I regret that. Um, And so what what we're trying to do is, like, we want to keep short accounts with each other in our house, so we say sorry a lot. Like, our kids are fully empowered to come and call us out. And so we repent to each other, kids to kids, adult you know parents to kids, kids to each other, and and so recently I even asked my my boys we were in Colorado and I asked each of them if if I could do one thing differently right now, what would you like me to do? And both of them said I want to spend more time with you, and so that's what we're working on this summer is that we're having more one on one time. We're having more like. My kids are great. They have deep, like, penetrating questions about life and God and relationships, and I want to be present. And I'll I'll never get that time back when they were smaller, but I can do it better right now. So that's what we're trying to do. Is it right, guys? Like, you can ask them. You don't even have to take my word for it. So, good.
1: I just wanted to add something that... uh, for those of you who looked back and seen things that you would have liked to do again, uh, you can't go back, but you can make things better yeah. going forward. That's it. That's it. So. Good. Okay. Um, last, like, deep, penetrating question, okay?
0: What are some practices or traditions or tips to help point your kids to Jesus?
3: So, um, one of the practices that Susie and I have tried to model, do, teach, whatever, is praying through scripture. Um, so, say, for instance, taking like a psalm and, the, and reading aloud one verse and then praying in light of that, maybe using the words in that very verse. To express a prayer and just using the Bible in a very practical way yeah. for prayer, sure. um, that's something that <clears throat> has has paid dividends, I think, with our kids, um, and it's very um, um, it's a practice. Yeah, it's a practical use of the scriptures yeah. as opposed to like some theological download right. that you hope sticks. It's more equipping them to um, any at any time. Be able to make the most of the Bible, make the most of God's Word, and um, so that's that's been good for the casters. Yeah, it's good.
4: You always hand it over here. Um, This this question is really hard for me, honestly, uh, because I'm kind of wired like if I'm going to get my own spiritual practice going, then I'm like, let me do my thing, and it's it's hard for me to invite. Yeah. Uh, sometimes the kid 's into that, and I think that was modeled for me, you know growing up my dad was a pastor for since I was a little bit older um, and it was hard for him to lead in that way in the home and so I have a lot to reflect on there mm-hmm. and also i 'm very i don 't want <laughs> i 'm so gun shy that my kids are growing up you know in a home where their dad 's a pastor and i I really don 't want them to be checking boxes to mm-hmm make me happy or appear a certain way and um, you know I think probably Kate could have more of a tendency for that approval whereas Maddox not as much <laughs> so it's it's like um, and so I have I have some huge room to grow in this area and so I'm like taking notes and things and uh, the, the one thing that's been really really refreshing um, the last several months is praying with Maddox, and I used to say, you know, hey, do you want to pray? And uh, I saw I started to stop asking that and then just allowing him to initiate. And so it's been really fun. I'll, I'll pray, and then it, it, I'm quiet. Is he just going to fall asleep? And then sure enough, like, okay, I'll pray. And yeah. to hear his prayers going from just very specific, like, thank you, God, for everything except for the bad things. <laughs> Give us good sleep. Amen. And then to just run down his day giving thanks for all the things that are on his heart. um, That's one practice that's important to me is gratitude, you know, uh, uh, expressing gratitude. and um, So that's one little, little thing, and there's a lot of room to grow from there for me. Even though I am a pastor, I should be leading the charge, right? That's good. Appreciate it.
2: I think this... Uh, for me there's a lot that goes back to uh, what Mike said pretty early on is just modeling um, modeling that it's okay to be vulnerable yeah um, and then and modeling uh, curiosity, why is this the way that it is and and kind of being open for my kids to sometimes drive me insane with why yeah um, but you know thinking back it's like they have thirst, they have curiosity, and so now I've kind of modeled that for them. It's my turn to like pick up the slack and and yeah. answer the question and point it back to God um, and I'm not always great at it yeah. um, and sometimes one of my kids will not want to hear anything about prayer or a worship song on Spotify, and the mm-hmm. other one is like turn it up, yeah, yeah um, and really just kind of. Having grace for myself to let that happen and let that be, but but to continue, as as Mike said, like just be that, yeah. be that model that you yeah. want for them.
1: That's good. That's good. Um, I think um, I kind of lost my train of thought. That it's it's in there. It's in there. <laughs>
3: another tip and I got this from my dad my dad who was very like he played baseball at Oklahoma State very much a big man I always wanted to be as good of an athlete as him I never was but he always sang at bedtime Uh, and I have done that and even though Susie sometimes laughs at my tune because I can't (laughs) I can't carry it I I do think I, I dare to believe that our my kids have valued that yeah but funny story. I was singing uh, over Sally one night, and this is and we're old enough as a family to remember CDs, you know, like compact discs. Mm-hmm. And I'm singing and like really into it, and then Sally like rolls over and clocks me in the face and interrupts my song. And and Sally says, "Oops, I scratched the disc." <laughs>
0: That's good. Good, it, did you think of it?
1: I thought of it, and then it went away it again. Went away again.
0: <laughs> it went away again,
1: <laughs> so not to that's,
0: that's okay. I think for us, uh, one, one, one practice that we do, uh, it, it's actually related to our family, like Sarah and I, uh, what our vision is for our family, and that's the, that our kids come home when they don't have to anymore. Like we would just have a, a, a family environment where when the kids get older and we launch them, we're still close enough, and we've cultivated relationships deep enough that they want to come home and be with us. And so, one one practice that goes with that um, is Sabbath. And so, from Friday night to Saturday night, um, we're together. Certain, uh, I may go on a date on Friday night or something like that. But mo- most of that time, we're together. We're playing games. We might cook a, uh, you know, make pizza from scratch or go on a hike or something. But like, we really value that time of Sabbath where you stop and you delight. And so, like at our house. Calories don't count on Sabbath. I think that's in the Bible somewhere. So it's like have an extra scoop of ice cream. Glory to God for Sabbath. You know, it's like that's we want to we want to cultivate that delight not just in in stopping from our activities, but actually in the relationships together um, and, and spend that time together. So um, good.
1: I do, got it. I do. Remember. Okay, he's got it. <laughs> I think um, trying to. Trying to, um, whatever advice I give my children, I try to uh, advise them along Bible truths. Mm -hmm. That I may not, there are times when it seems appropriate to quote some quote in the Bible that says, that's in the Bible or whatever. I don't try to drill that, it's in the Bible part. I try to drill in the truth. Mm And uh, I think that, you know, when they always see that coming from you, if they are in the Bible, they'll see, ah, oh, I wonder if that's where you got that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so I think that's a valuable tool to, to work with your children and always speak the truth of the word yeah. in good. however you present it, whether by action or, or word. Yeah, that's good, Mike. Thank you for that. Okay, we, we are, that time flew by, y'all.
0: Um, so, to wrap it up, let's do, let's have a worship team, Emma and Kate, if you could come back up. And as they're transitioning, two dad jokes. Who's got, like, the best dad joke? Ben's got one. Who's got one more?
4: Okay. I showed I this right. with the worship team a couple weeks ago, and it's very good. So, uh, what did the DJ name his son? Eric, what?
2: what?
0: <laughs> Eric, Eric. <laughs> okay, how the groanometer? Uh,
4: uh, <laughs> That's pretty good. That's a lot of groans.
0: <laughs> I got this one from
3: Sally. Um, how do we know that French fries don't come from France because they? were
0: made in Greece. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go, Gronometer. Yeah. I, I think you took it. That was... The... <laughs> Good job. That's right. All right. Hey, can we hear it for the dads one more time? And to all you dads out there. All right. Thank you all. Okay. Um, so, so today we're going to hit pause on the Lord's Supper. Uh, why don't you stand and join us? And uh, we're going to let Emma and Kate uh, lead worship and conclude the day. Thank you.